0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Ravenda with MZN Indie Radio and bringing you another great evening of music with our special guest today, Mr. L.B. music and he is bringing us some gorgeous music that's coming from his Love and Life, the Saga album that um, just came out this year, and um, we're going to wait for him to come into the studio to Uh, talk with us about his um, music and everything that's going on with him today. But meanwhile, we'll go ahead and put on another song while we wait for him. And then well, we'll be right back, hopefully he's there, and we'll just talk about some other stuff going on with MZN Indie Radio and our future guests. So hopefully you are ready to sit down and enjoy some wonderful R&B music um, that is a great taste and great style um, it's just not really out there like it used to be, but he gives us some great music, and we're going to um, really enjoy this. I'm going to put on a track called Happy, and it's one of the top tracks on his uh, album. So here you are with Al- Happy from LB. LB set out on a path to become the next big music video director. So imagine that. However, it was undeniable that what once distant dream had collided with destiny, uh, birthing his solo music career. He was armed with a street gritty yet velvety smooth voice and a style to match. LB makes no apology for his unique sound. In an industry that is rife with duplicates and imitations, L.B.'s authenticity helps us to set him apart from the crowd, a bold move when a mass of artists are manufactured to turn profits, thereby cheapening the artistry. And L.B. knows there's only one L.B. and there will never be another. And uh, we're going to find out for ourselves by listening to his music from his new album, which is called Love and Life, The Saga. And as we wait for our guests to come into our room, we'll go ahead and hit another one of the tracks. I did um, upload some really great ones from off of the CD that I liked, so you can always uh, go to his website um, in order to get the CD. Um, It's lbmusac.com, and I'll go ahead and put on a song called uh, Rescue Me. Now, this one is a really nice song, so much of the songs are really nice, so if you like any particular song, we'd be happy to play it again for you. Um, all you have to do is call into our show, and the number is 347-237-5050. Uh, you can ask any questions. You can join the uh, conversation. Uh, you can give your review on the music. After all, this is like a, a CD review party. And we were happy to go ahead and play something else for you if you want to hear it again. So here we are with Rescue Me. Me by LB Music, and uh, let me just go over a few things about MD and Indie Radio. We are breaking ground here on Blog Talk Radio, bringing in some great guests, both independent artists and major artists, and we're also opening our doors for people in the music industry and also the film industry. We have producers, and directors, and actors, we have um, people who are making the decisions. Uh, In the production of movies, we have artist managers, we have publicists. We have all facets of the entertainment industry coming into our show to work with people and show them what they really need to know and what they really need to have available to them in order to be successful in the entertainment industry. We'll also be uh, talking with uh, a lot of different people about getting your start in the industry on an upcoming Q&A segment in which we'll have some um, record label executives talking to you about what they are looking for if you want to sign a deal with any of them. Uh, We also have some artists who were once on major labels, but they have now gone independent. They will give you some of their experiences on what it was like to be under management with a label and then going to an independent Um, Status where they're basically responsible for getting all of the things they need in order to bring out that new song or whatever they're trying to do, the new project they're trying to do. Um, We did recently have Steve Russell from Troop, who has done just that. We have upcoming guests, Selena Johnson, who's also gone independent, and uh, several other artists, especially some older veterans from the uh, hip-hop world, Um, We have some of those guys coming by, and they're going to talk to us about being independent as well as how they feel about today's hip-hop compared to yesterday's hip-hop and how we can merge it together to bring back the quality of hip-hop that we so often uh, desire. I'm going to go ahead and put on another song by L.B. Music while we are waiting for him to call in. Um, Hopefully he is not having any trouble getting through. I know we were having some technical issues in the beginning and sometimes, um, you know, BTR doesn't really get us that support right away, so that we can fix whatever that problem is. So, meanwhile, we'll just go ahead and play some music. Um, there's a song that was really, really nice called "Dream." I'm gonna put that on right now, and let's see if we can get our guest to come in. Dream by L. B. Muzak, and I think we may have him on the line here. Is that you on the line with us, L. B.?
2: That's me. Hey, what's up?
1: Hey, how you doing there?
2: I'm good. How are you?
1: Pretty good. Just enjoying this, the evening and some great music. Thank you so much for um, sending that CD out. At some, I've been listening to it uh, every night.
0: Wow! <laughs> wow! Thank sleep, you.
1: So. <laughs>
2: Thank you. Pretty
1: soon I'll be memorizing every word, so.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's the the name of the game. I like that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So tell us about L.B. Um, I understand that you were actually a film student before you got into your music career. How did that change for you?
2: Um, Well, the reason why I even went into film was to actually do music videos i um passion has always been music, and so i didn't think the music was gonna pay enough money, even though it was my passion and so uh I knew film if you worked in film that you would get a lot of money, <laughs> and that um music video directors made a lot of money, but it also incorporated music and so um when I actually started making the films, um, and actually was done with school, I found out that I really wasn't happy and that my heart still went right back to music. So I started working on the project and this is the story of Love and Life, the Saga.
1: Wow. So are you still involved in film and your music videos? Um,
2: not so much. I mean, um... I'm focusing primarily directly on just the music right now. Um, I mean, I have, you know, we, we do the ideas, and we shoot the ideas back and forth, but in terms of actually uh, hands-on and creating storyboards and things of that nature, I'm not that involved yet.
1: Okay. Okay. So now you music is your passion. Um, did you just, you know, have an interest that was sudden? Uh, Was it something that you got from, you know, your family? Or, you know, how did that get into your blood the way it is now?
2: Music um, has always been a part of my life. Um, I grew up with um, musical, my mom sang. My dad was uh, basically a music collector. And, um, of course, they passed that on. And then in, I grew up singing in church, um, and that's always just been, and I can't ever remember just jumping into it. It's always been there. I was just singing the choir like, I don't know, 13, 14 years old, and it just it just kept going into what it is now.
1: That's amazing. Now, do you write all your music yourself?
2: Yes, ma'am. I uh, write all of my stuff. Uh, all all of the songs on the album, except the exception of the last song, which is I Give You Praise, which is a gospel song on the uh, album, which was written by Richard Smallwood. Everything else on the album and all the other songs uh, that I do written by me.
1: Well, I'd have to say that, you know, you put those together pretty well. Now, do you have a large team that helps you in producing your music?
2: Um, Actually, it's me and three other cats, three of my uh, friends that I've known. uh, Two of them I've known basically all my life, and then I had the pleasure of meeting one within the last four years. Um, And so it's basically me and the three of them who put together the project.
1: Okay. And are they the ones that are um, lending some vocals and, you know, some hooks on your, some of your songs?
2: Actually, I do all my own vocals. So I do the lead and the background vocals. Oh, cool. So, yeah, the yeah. other three cats basically are, are the producers who actually produce the track, who make the beats, who um, have either come up with the beats and uh, and the tracks and we work together on building it from uh, from scratch, or I've given them an idea and bounced it off of them, or vice versa.
1: All right. Now, as far as um, you know, your your organization, are you um, under label management or are you independent?
2: I am an indie artist. I'm an independent artist.
1: Great. Yeah. yeah hey, it's a, it's, any any desire to get you know connected with a label?
2: Um. Yes, definitely. I'm 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 open to the I'm open to the possibility. The label and in the industry right now is um. It's not necessarily the artist. Um. It's not built for the artist. The industry is a. It's a machine. It's still corporate. It's they're still in the to making money so it's not necessarily geared towards um working for the artist as it is working for the audience um and so if it was the right deal which would still give me full control, control of my music and um i still had to say so on how the project was going to be what songs were used things of that nature absolutely i wouldn't have a problem of course um if i have to give up any of those rights um i don't think so um there's so many, I have a lot of friends right now that have done that, that have signed to a major label because it sounded like a good deal at the time. And unfortunately uh, got lost in the machine and never came out with the project. And then, of course you sign into a label for an X amount of years. You know, you can sign a five or 10 year contract and that label never do anything with you, but you're still locked into that contract for five or 10 years. Wow,
1: that pretty much sucks. Yeah. Now, since you're doing the full independent, you know, what kind of challenges um, are you possibly facing, um, or have you had any at all?
2: What well, would we say the question? What kind of what?
1: What kind of challenges are you facing being totally independent, or if you've had any at all, you know, you might not be having any challenges.
2: The biggest challenge of any indie artist is money. Um, we don't have a big budget of, let's say, uh, Arista Records. We don't have a big budget of Sony. Uh, we're basically funding everything on a smaller, much smaller scale. Um, so, of course, that, the money is the base of everything. And then, of course, money, of course, can get you marketing and publicity and so on and so forth but it often from having enough money.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that I know for sure because um, there's a, you know, um, like a price tag on getting all those services. And I know that a lot of labels are offering deals where they just do your promotion and distribution. And, um, you know, depending on whatever negotiation you have with between the label and your lawyer and yourself, uh, sometimes it's a good deal, sometimes it's not Some people just jump for it because they're kind of, you know Tired of trying to do it on their own And they just think they could just go ahead and work on it with that one project But, you know, sometimes it, right. it, it it works out, sometimes it really doesn't And if you don't ever take off with that project You know, you're pretty much stuck with that debt If they put out any money for you yeah, Have you exactly. been approached by any any major people?
2: Um, I have been approached by a few, um, not necessarily in the stages that I would – or under the terms that I, w- I would like. So um, we didn't necessarily go that route. So that's why I said I'm open to it, you know, if we're talking about the the right and if we can – uh, merge together and possibly do some type of. If we can work together, then yes. But if it's all for the record company and the the, the business side of it, not the artistic side of it, not such a good thing. And I'm all yeah. for business. I'm definitely all for business. Don't I don't want to get that part twisted at all. I'm definitely all for right. business, but I'm the artist as well. So
1: right. And you just want your artistry recognized as yours, not theirs.
2: And exactly. You
1: want to benefit from that because down the line, if they take over ownership, it really isn't yours, and you'd have to go through a lot of sacrifices in order to, you know, be able to perform your music that you spent your lifetime just about putting together, and somebody else would have it. You know, a lot of artists in the past have been uh, victim to something like that. You know, where they mostly get their money back from, not all of it from performing the music, but, you know, the fans recognize the music as that artist, but they continue to buy the CD or whatever. However, the money's not going to the artist.
2: Exactly. Exactly. I mean, even even now with the industry, they have um, this thing that they just come up with recently, I think within the last, I don't know, two years or so, where it's called a call 360 clause where now the artist, where before their bread and butter was going on tour, that's where they would make their money. Well, now with this 360 clause, if you're a new uh, person signing to a major label, include this 360 clause where even your touring money goes back to the label. Mm -hmm. And that's definitely not for, that's definitely not for the artists. Of course, they're making their money off the, off the CD sales, the videos and all the other endorsements, but that's, for years. I mean, that's been the standard. If artist wants to make money, they go on tour.
1: Right. Right. And then, and of course, the publishing, you know, publishing can mean if somebody, they say this artist turns like 40, 50, 60 years old, and somebody redoes the song, they wouldn't be entitled to any benefit from that if they don't Absolutely. own the publishing. Right. Because a lot of times those songs are used over and over and um, redone, maybe put in a movie or something like that years down the line and look at all these samples. You know, if that person doesn't own the rights to that, that somebody could sample it like crazy and make some more money off of it with his new style and that artist wouldn't get paid for it just to whoever owns right. the publishing. Which is right. crazy. It's, it's
2: wow. it is crazy.
1: So, um, since you're doing it all by yourself, what uh, type of People, do you have on your team as far as you know doing your promotion and things like that for yourself?
2: Um, right now, I have a great group of people that are basically primarily, excuse me, based in California, um, who are helping me get the word out and pushing the album from California, starting on the west coast and going all the way to the east coast. Uh, So far, so good.
1: Well, that's good. Now, are you um, actually saturating yourself on the Internet as well?
2: The CD is available. Um, (laughs) Primarily iTunes, Amazon, um, Napster, a list of... Um, I'm trying to think of all the other uh, CD Baby. It's available on there. You can get it from my website lbmusic.com. So it's it's available pretty much the the primary places that people purchase their music online. You can get it from.
1: Okay, now um, have you entered the international market yet?
2: Uh, I have uh, actually. um, Right now, I've gotten play in Tokyo. And somewhere in the Netherlands. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah,
1: I know but a lot people in the Netherlands. They love R&B and hip-hop over
2: there. Absolutely.
1: And, absolutely. and I was as
2: act- well. I was actually surprised by um, Japan as well. Um, well, it's always interesting, of course, when you're singing English music and Speaking English and you know another country adores it because I don't think we as America we don't we don't do that we basically listen if we're from America we listen to American music we don't embrace another country's music but it's interesting to me that a place like somewhere in the Netherlands or or, or Germany they embrace our music and they know our words but they can't speak our language. I
1: know it is is. Crazy Because it's a lot of people who love our style of music And and I actually, myself, I listen to a lot of different um, music from all over the world And not just since I've been promoting anybody that's from other countries on the radio show But um, I'm really into Japanese music and uh, Chinese music Um, Some of their pop is kind of cool And they do have a lot of uh, jazz artists in Japan, too um, wow. It's, it's there's a few of them on MySpace, and uh, I've been trying to get them in the, on the show, but they sound pretty good. I mean, really good. And um, then of course, I have a podcast, which um, what I do is I upload the show from here onto the podcast host, and then um, I introduce whatever show I did to my global audience that hasn't had a chance to catch the show live because of the time difference. So, I basically upload it on air and, of course, put a little promotional page up for that artist. And um, then I, I'm able to track how many people are listening and downloading the feed or the um, podcast itself. Like they're, they're subscribing to the feed or they're downloading. And it's something that I would advise other artists to do. You know, go to popomatic.com and you can put little snippets of your music together on one file, upload it like you're doing like a CD release party or something. And then, um, you know, when you're on there, like people from Africa and Japan and Asia and Germany and Russia and the Czech Republic and the Mediterranean, Europe, um, the UK, they're all available on there to listen to your music. So I have an audience already that's pretty much, you know, loving every show that I do, especially Asia. So of course, I'm going to hook you up with a little play on on Asia's uh, audience too, and uh, yes. I'll let you start seeing some some more growth with that too. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah, So, but I, I want to go ahead and put on another track. Um, this is a, a song that I <laughs> I really like. This one is kind of cool, and I know a lot of people have experienced this too, but um, probably not with such a great outcome. This is called Kiss Her. And everybody wants you to pay attention to the words and see if this relates to any experience you've had. personal experience
2: um <laughs> uh yeah actually there are parts of it i mean the whole the whole song isn't necessarily word for word me per se but uh it's definitely taken from um a experience
1: <laughs> <laughs> now what kind of advice do you give people that have that similar experience
2: yeah i'll um Very, very, very interesting. Uh, I think the only part of the biggest part of the story is that I wasn't necessarily married per se, but I was definitely in one relationship and uh, (laughs) kissing on somebody else.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure that a lot of people have had that happen to them because, you know, so many people in the world and, you know, if you're with somebody and you run into somebody else that strikes your fancy, per se, um, can you uh, advise any of the guys out there what they should do if they come across a situation like that?
2: Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. It's not worth it. It ain't worth it. <laughs>
1: Now, going back to uh, your your education and your experience in uh, making videos, did you ever think about taking um, that to a different level, like, you know, going into movies? Um, honestly,
2: it was, I mean, that was, I guess, along with music, uh, a mere dream. Um, I knew that I could tackle the music videos. Based off of the number of artists that I knew, the number of good artists that I knew at the time, still know, uh, I knew that was something I could tackle. But in terms of, you know, making movies, I was always, of course, always thought big like Spielberg or uh, Tarantino or something like that. It was Mm -hmm. just a mere dream.
1: Now, have you considered um, putting any of your music into a movie? You know, um, I know there's a lot of people requesting some good music for some upcoming movies, both, um, you know, feature films and independent. Had you thought about doing anything like that?
2: Absolutely. Um, Actually, the song Green that you played earlier, that, when I wrote it, um, I had a movie in mind It wasn't necessarily any particular movie, but it sounded like it would be, like, a good theme song for, like, a Disney production uh, or something like that.
1: Okay. Well, I can certainly hear that in the, a movie, right? I can pretty much picture that being played. Now, I know that they have a, uh organization called Taxi that um, pretty much recruits music from artists for movies and commercials and uh Airplay on airplanes And you know things like that So you you might want to go check them out At taxi.com And that goes for any other artists out there Who wants to submit their music To be considered for um, being in a movie I know a lot of people have been successful with that um, I do know one artist Who's a hip hop artist Named Empire Isis from Canada She was able to get uh, a song of hers In the TV show The Hills And um, there's another artist That um had their song put on the uh, TV show, Burn burn Notice. So they are looking effectively for good music to place in these movies and these TV shows. So you might want hmm. to consider that. So check that out. Since you're doing independent. <laughs> a lot Absolutely. Of out there. Now yeah. I've noticed yeah. on your videos that you do a lot of live performances and how how do you prefer doing live as opposed to just in being in the studio?
2: Um, I would have to pretty much even, uh, actually I like being in the studio. it, uh, I love the building process of, of, of making the song. Um, and allowing allowing yourself to be creative. You can throw something in or take something out or, you know, switch something up. I love that. Um, And then the live, I think I also love the fact that it's what you're feeling at the time. You can, whatever emotion that you're feeling at the time, you can display that. Um, And then as well with recording, uh, you can, you know, flip it up, switch it up as well. Uh, but you're doing it in a live setting. So I just I, I like the improv of uh of the live and the actual feeling. You can actually feel the music.
1: Now um are you performing a lot now?
2: Um, yeah, I'm actually en route in the car now. <laughs> Leaving from <laughs> I had a show in Beverly Hills last night and so I'm driving back up to uh Oakland now.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Now, do you do you are you seeing like a you know like a growth in in fans and in audience when you do these shows?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, this it's, uh, is it, I think it's a great marketing um, a p way to get your your name out there if you're an independent artist is doing a lot of live shows and uh, building your fan base, uh, especially because as an indie artist, nine times out of ten or seven times out. Of can, it's really hard to get airplay on the radio uh, if you're an independent artist. So to establish your fan base, of course you have the Internet and things of that nature, but when you can uh, perform in front of a crowd and they can actually see and feel you, it's a good way to build your build your uh, fan base.
1: Now, uh, what is the farthest place you've traveled to perform?
2: Um, <laughs> um Pretty much i i've been just in the states here uh so from new york uh back to california i've pretty much hit spots in between um of course the east coast philly uh atlanta d c um california oakland uh los angeles vegas so b- both coasts basically back and forth
1: okay do you book your own shows and you have your uh your team doing that for you
2: um I, I of course people contact me but I refer them to the website uh, and I have a team of uh, people that uh, handle for east coast.
1: That's good. That's pretty good. So when's the next time you're coming in, I know it on the east side, like let's say Philly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I'm actually looking to be back on the east coast. Um by the beginning of July. So that's our plan is from that point on, then we will be on the East coast hitting up Philly, uh, New York, DC, uh, Atlanta, Virginia, Miami. We're trying to go up and down the East coast at that time and, and work the album, try to get the word out.
1: Okay. Well, you just keep me up to date on when you're coming out this direction so I can um, contact some folks out here to get you booked. Cause we, yeah. we have a lot of great places in Philly between Philly and um South Jersey, um, Delaware. Those are like three metro areas that, you know, have a lot of great places, especially um Philly and Delaware. And of course, you know, you know New York has got you covered, so there's so a lot of stuff out there. Um, now I did have a question about uh instruments. Do you play any musical instruments?
2: I do not. Um uh Used to play as a kid, um, a little bit. My mom had me in piano lessons, and I could read music. And then for years, I didn't do it, and completely don't know what I'm doing on the keyboard right now. I know what to hear, and I know the right, you know, sounds. And but to actually sit down and read music or play by ear, uh, uh-uh, it's not happening right now. I definitely want to learn. Have a
1: feeling. <laughs>
2: I definitely want to learn, but I, I, at the point in time, I just I don't have it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I know between myself and my sister, I chose the art direction, and she chose the music direction and so I'm the same way i I can't read music uh I can't play any instruments I can sing i I couldn't even tell you what key you'd have to tell me.
0: <laughs>
1: I just start singing and I'll, and i'll I'll use someone else that sings as a as an example. I'll be like, uh well, the one that uh alicia. Keys did when she sang a uh, song, Diary. You know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Give them an example.
1: Yeah, I had to just tell them because I had to sing at a funeral. I had to sing uh, uh, "Precious Lord" and then I had to sing "Amazing Grace." And I have a variety of ranges. And it was funny because you know they had a, a pianist there, and I'm like, I don't know what you mean by that. How about I just start singing and you just join in? <laughs> <laughs> And it worked out, too. It, it pretty much worked out because I, I just started singing whatever range I know, and he joined in, and it turned out pretty well. And I saw a lot of tears, you know. I mean, it was it just came out beautiful. So I guess I'd have to be special. <laughs>
0: I guess you
2: sang it in the right key after all.
1: <laughs> I guess so. I, don't know. I still don't know what key that was. I think he said something about a C, so I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, minor, major, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> now, do you have, um, you know, like your own band, or do you just, you know, go with whatever bands available at the at the uh, the venue?
2: Uh, my band is primarily based in in California. Uh, depending on, of course, um, the arrangements for travel. Um, and, um, I have friends in different cities, and usually we'll just get together. I have some of my friends play. Uh, and sing My band is based in, out of California
1: Okay And you have uh, background singers too?
2: Absolutely
1: Oh, cool. So you got to hook up there Now I, I saw some pictures of a club That you performed in um, It's like a restaurant club um, Maxwell's Right um, That looks like a pretty nice place Do they have many places like that over there uh, In California?
2: Oh, yeah, it's a lot of uh, nice lounges, uh, especially uh, Oakland, downtown Oakland, right there, um, basically redeveloping and beautifying the city, so it's a lot of uh, new lounges and bars that are popping up over the city, and so, uh, yeah, Oakland is, is, is doing it right now.
1: Now, have you been in front of an audience, a large audience, you know, like, say, at a stadium-type audience?
2: Right now it's pretty much uh large uh lounges and, and clubs. I haven't gotten to the uh to the stadium level yet. We're working on it though.
1: Okay. Now had had you um collaborated with any, any um artists?
2: Um, actually yeah, on I collaborated with a couple of uh artists on the project. There's a rapper, uh one of my homies from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry, Reading. He's in Red now. Uh, Reading, Pennsylvania, Focus. Um, worked with him on the Happy Remix. And then um, my boy Focus. I'm sorry, my boy Fatso out of D.C. And Miss Tamika Jones out of D.C. We collaborated on a song as well. And that's also on a project called Get to Know You. And then... Um, Daz Dillinger, uh, from Snoop Dogg's Dog Pound is on Love and Money, one of the tracks on the CD, so collaborated with a couple of artists.
1: Well, that's great, and uh, I hope that, um, you know, we can help you in promoting your music, and, um, I'm actually going to put, um, some information on my website, and for those of you who don't know where that is, it's www.wmznndradio.net.com. We feature a lot of independent artists on that site, and uh, we often give you a front page promotion um, when we come across something that we really want to catch the audience's eye. We get a lot of visitors uh, from both the listeners of indie music as well as uh, industry professionals looking for fresh faces and fresh sounds. So I advise you all to go check that out. If you're an artist, you can certainly go there and sign up and get a, a profile. And you can also get some of our promotional services that we offer there, too. Um, just read around on the site, and it will give you all those details. And if you'd like to have your video posted on there, we'd be happy to do that for you, too. Um, you want to give us um, your website information and Facebook, MySpace, or whatever you have available, again, so our audience can check it out.
2: Absolutely. It's uh my website is uh, www, of course, uh That's M-U-Z-A-C. Again, LBmuzac com. And then uh Facebook is Facebook slash LB or Myspace com slash LB
1: Wonderful, and um, please uh, make sure you guys go to the website. We'll post that information for you as well. And I want to thank my guest, L.B. Muzak, for bringing us some wonderful music, a great change in the R&B that we are listening to today. And please support him by visiting his site and purchasing his music. The latest album, which is called... Love and Life the Saga This is LB Muzak Thank you so much for joining us We're going to end our show with um, a song called Party at My Crib Which is um, where I'm about to start partying <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much Little of the of the week And um, I hope to have you back on again And I hope that we um, can make sure We connect with each other when you hit Philadelphia So I can actually see you live
2: Absolutely I appreciate your support
1: No problem. You have a great night, and um, we won't keep you. I know you're probably tired, so we're going to go ahead and put your track on, and you have a good night. And, audience, you enjoy yourselves as well. Don't forget to visit us again tomorrow for another great show.
0: at the side.